What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talkin' Fit. As always, if you get anything out of this episode or any of these episodes, just please share it. Make sure you're subscribing so you're getting notifications when we post a new one. They're going to be posted every Monday at minimum. Uh, I got cool guests coming on uh, as this thing builds in the future, hopefully getting more and more guests on so you don't just have to listen to me talk the whole time. Um, But today I wanted to do a solo episode and talk about one of the most important aspects of weight loss and your favorite thing in the world, uh, the scale. I wanted to talk about why you're afraid of the scale, why the scale pisses you off, but more specifically, exactly why it fluctuates and why it might not drop as fast as you think it should and some realistic ways and mindset reframes that you can use and that I use with clients to help you overcome this so you don't let the scale prevent you from losing the weight you want to lose. So the first thing we have to talk about before we get into like the, the details is exactly why you seem to have an unhealthy relationship with the scale. We want to dig into that a little bit. And obviously, everyone's going to have different uh, sort of diet histories, workout histories, uh, body image issues, childhood traumas that are all going to go into how the scale affects you. But at the end of the day, if we're going to broad stroke it, it's really going to come down to what was your association association with weight loss uh, as young as a kid. Like That's going to be the start of how you view yourself, your body, uh, the scale. And it's stuff that I talk about with my clients all of the time. Now, this can be on one area, it can be someone who grew up thin their whole life, um, and maybe they've always associated their looks or their body with uh, pride, or they got compliments on it. So as you get older, even as a kid, it was kind of just naturally genetic for you. You didn't really have to try uh, to be thin. So as you get older, you don't develop necessarily like healthy habits to keep yourself at a low body weight. So then we get into adulthood, we start sitting more, eating more, blah, blah, blah. We gain weight and that freaks us out because we've associated a lot of our self-worth with how we look because we grew up uh, looking a certain way and maybe our parents complimented us on that or we got external feedback saying that we looked good. And then going into adulthood, we put too much emphasis on how we look and uh, it affects the way we view our body and view the scale. We have the other side of it, which is maybe someone who grew up overweight, and maybe their family is, has been overweight their whole life. Uh, so for them, they kind of, as they get older, it becomes maybe they're normal to be overweight, but doesn't necessarily mean they like it. It just becomes what they're used to. So then now they're associating uh, being overweight, their body weight, with all these negative feelings, like you know maybe being bullied for being overweight, or maybe being someone who watched their parents constantly try to lose weight, but never successful, they associate weight loss with a stressful process and they associate their current body weight with misery and unhappiness. So they're in a rush to get out of hell, essentially. So when they go to lose weight, if it's not dropping right away or it starts to spike up, it triggers these fears uh, and it causes a very unhealthy relationship with the scale without any basic understanding of why it might fluctuate or why it might not go down as fast as you want. Now, in between those two examples, there's a lot of gray area. There's people have, who've had combinations of both, but essentially you get my point. If you grew up with your body or weight or watching other people talk about weight loss or stress about dieting, it can affect your relationship with weight loss as you get older. 
And that's really uh, how deep it goes uh, when it comes to forming your uh, natural reaction to weight loss or natural reaction to trying to lose weight, the process of losing weight. It determines how stressful it's going to be if you, based on how much emphasis you either A, placed on having a pod, uh, what you consider to be a good body, or B, growing up with you with what you felt was not a good body and wanting to get out of that hell and feel better about yourself. So either way, whether which whatever extreme you're at or anywhere in between, at the end of the day, when you go to lose weight, you have all of these self-limiting barriers put up. Uh, either you believe that you can't do it or you are in a rush to do it. So you end up fucking up the process along the way, which creates the yo-yo diet cycle, which I've talked about many times. But essentially, when you're trying to lose weight, if you're not doing it in a realistic, sustainable way that you can maintain long term, it just makes the process more stressful and it makes you more willing to give up on it when it's not going your way. Because again, if you're trying so hard and you're doing things that aren't sustainable, it feels shitty. So it makes the process feel longer and it makes you more likely to give up on it. And then when you're seeing that scale fluctuation, the emotions are super, super high because you've been putting in all this effort and doing all these unsustainable things. You're expecting your expectations are not uh, in line with your with your actions, essentially. Um, so the, the first step of this is really setting realistic expectations. And I don't say that in a way like a rah, rah, like Instagram way of. Make sure, you know, set real small sustainable goals. So all that stuff is true. But at the end of the day, like you have to have a realistic idea of what weight loss is supposed to look like. Uh, most people, when I question them on this, they don't have a specific answer for me. So, for example, if someone says, oh, in the past, I've been super frustrated because uh, anytime I, I, you know, the, the weight's not coming off fast, I get frustrated and I stop. So then I ask them, like, well, what's fast? Like, what is the exact expectation how much weight are you expecting to lose per week and most people don't have an answer to that question if someone's trying to lose you know 40 pounds let's say um in their head they're just saying i want to lose this weight fast uh, i need to see fast results i need to like jump start this and they don't even know what that what that even means they don't know what jump start means they don't know what fast means they don't know if they're expecting to lose a pound a week or seven pounds a week like they don't know they just want it to happen fast but because it's not specific uh they have no idea what to compare it to or, or to even gauge if they're doing it slow or not so first thing is just going to be setting realistic and specific expectations uh what what are you expecting of the scale what what number are you expecting to see each week and don't just say well i just want to see it move down because that doesn't that doesn't play uh, i've been coaching a lot of people and i've seen people when the scale moves down they still get mad because it's just not moved down as fast as they thought but again they don't even have a specific expectation and this is where a coach comes in handy because i'll tell you now your uh realistic expectation of weight loss to do it in a healthy way where you're going to maintain the most amount of lean muscle so that you can keep the weight off long term is generally between half a pound to one and a half pounds per week. And this is important as an average. So it doesn't mean that it's going to drop that amount every single week or be on that tr track every single month. It just means overall over the course of your weight loss. There might be some weeks where you lose more. There might be some weeks where you lose less. There might be some weeks where you, you lose none. 
but overall you should fall in that range as an average. And if you're not falling in that range, it can generally just mean you're not as consistent as you think you are, or you're going through some sort of like body recomposition where we maybe we need to put on muscle first. So it's you're not seeing the scale drop at all, or maybe even seeing the scale go up a little bit. And we'll talk about why that's important too. Uh, but if you listen to my episode, which I believe is two episodes ago now, about uh, the stuff no one talks about when it comes to weight loss, um, it's very important that if you're someone who has yo-yo dieted in the past, that you spend a, a decent amount of time putting on lean muscle uh, before trying to lose weight. And there's a lot of benefits to that. And it's just most people don't have the stomach, uh, you know, metaphorically, they don't have the stomach to uh, go through that process because they just don't want to see the scale go up or see it not move. So anyway, realistic expectations, what exactly are you expecting? And if you come at me and say, oh, I want to lose five pounds a week, then I'll be the first one to tell you, well, it doesn't work that way. And then we would talk through that and would dwindle that down into what exactly are we expecting. From those realistic expectations, you, you have to then set up habits to keep those, um, to kind of meet those expectations. So your actions need to be in line with the result. If you want to be losing half a pound to a pound and a half a week, and you can tell me that you want to lose more than that, but it just doesn't work that way. Uh, if you tell me that that's your goal, and that's your goal over the course of, you know, you want to lose 40 pounds, uh, that, what does that say? That means that's at least, what, a 40-week process, uh, because we're probably going to be in the middle somewhere. So 40 weeks, that's, uh, what is that? Five. That's about 10 months, right? And if you hear that and you're like, well, fuck that, that's too long, then your mindset is not in the right place. If we're, if we're really thinking about that, to lose 40 pounds in a sustainable, healthy way, and this is important, to make sure that you keep it off, it should take you about 40 weeks, which is essentially almost 10 months. Now, along the way, there might even be times where we need to go into a little bit of a maintenance phase or a little bit of a muscle building phase. So it might take a little bit longer than that. But the key is, is when you're doing it by eating enough protein and eating enough calories so that it's sustainable and working out the proper way, what's going to happen is, A, the process is going to be fun and it's not going to feel like it's taking long. So you can continue to do it forever. And you're going to see body composition changes along the way. So even on the weeks where maybe you're not losing the weight you thought you would lose, you're going to notice that your pants are fitting better. You're noticing physical changes in the mirror. You're noticing difference in your progress pictures. You're noticing that you're getting stronger. You have more energy. You can move around better. You're sleeping better. Like all that stuff's going to be happening along the way. But most people, getting back to the scale, they're ignoring all these important, amazing progress markers. And they're just focusing on this one thing that maybe is not going exactly their way. And it goes back to that self-limiting belief because A, subconsciously, you want to find a reason to quit. Uh, you may not think you do, but you do in the back of your mind, in your subconscious, like I said, it's, it's layered down deep there because in the past, you've probably tried a bunch of diets that didn't work. You've probably you know, convinced yourself through negative self-talk over the years that you're not capable of losing the weight or you're not worth losing the weight. So your subconscious is going to search for evidence for that. It's going to try and hold you back. Also, your body, if you've been, uh, you know, 15, 20, 30 pounds more um, over, quote unquote, overweight the last, if, it, if that's been going on for at least two years, 
um, which for a lot of people has been going on longer. But if it's happening for at least one to two years, it's now become your body's normal. So your body doesn't actually want to lose the weight. So again, this goes back to why we need to do this in a healthy, sustainable way. Because when you try to do it fast, your body is really, really protective and tries to resist it quickly. Um, when you're doing it slow and controlled and really focusing on your habits, you're almost like tricking your body into losing the weight by supporting the metabolism and essentially like giving your body a safe environment to burn off fat. Whereas when you're trying to do it super fast, you're putting your body in a kind of like a fight or flight position. So it starts burning off lean muscle, which, you know, is harder to keep alive. So basically it starts burning off lean muscle to lose the weight. You lose muscle and water very fast, slows down your metabolism. You end up gaining the weight back. And we've gone over that before. But when we're going into this process, you can't ignore all these other progress markers that are happening. It's just that you have that negative uh, self-talk, that inner self-limiting barrier that's searching for a reason to quit and that's where we can get into the conversation of like what exactly does quitting mean why would you why why is that an option for you like what's the other option you're gonna just mindlessly eat and gain back the weight like why is that an option that's what quitting actually means and we just can continuously convince you not to quit and before you know it you've lost the weight your clothes fit better you feel amazing and you're like oh i've been eating carbs and i haven't had to skip out on wine and i've never had to say no to going out to dinner with friends and that's what a sustainable diet actually looks like. But for most people, they're doing things in such extreme ways that they're expecting extreme results. And here's the, the big spoiler, is that no matter how strict you make your diet versus how flexible you make your diet, if your workouts and calories and protein are all in line with your goal, you will lose weight at the same rate. So what I mean by that is if you're strength training two to three times a week, you're eating 1,600 calories and you're eating 130 grams of protein. If you're doing all that, but you're allowing yourself to have some wine once in a while, you're allowing yourself to eat a bagel, you're not, you're not saying no to things, you're being a little bit more flexible with it, you will lose weight at the same rate as if you ate the same amount of calories and protein, but you're being super strict. I also argue that you'd probably lose weight slower by being super strict because you're not gonna be able to do it as long and every two to three weeks you're gonna have like a fuck up or a binge and you're gonna get disappointed. So if you're doing it flexibly, you can do it for longer and then that ties back into what we we're saying earlier. When we have those realistic expectations and we set that up ahead of time, we understand like, hey, I'm gonna be flexible with this. I'm gonna allow myself to have fun and enjoy life by, but I'm just going to be paying attention to my calories. I'm going to be trying to hit these pro, these protein goals, and I'm going to kind of listen to my coach and try to get stronger each week. What is going to happen is we set that expectation, again, setting realistic and specific expectations, that if you are maintaining that level of consistency most of the time, meaning like five to six days a week minimum, you will see results. They just might not be two to five pounds a week, which we talked about already is not even a realistic expectation. But we remove that from the table and we let you know ahead of time, hey, the scale's gonna fluctuate. It's not gonna go down as fast as you want, but you're gonna be able to do all these other things while you're losing weight. And if you just stick to it, you'll notice amazing changes in your body. You're gonna feel amazing uh, and all the good stuff is gonna happen. You just gotta stick to it. The problem is most people just don't stick to things long enough to see through uh, 
the the beginner phase and the beginner phase is where you make all the mistakes and you have all the frustration because you're learning new habits and it feels harder than it actually is and then before you know it those habits are honed and you're doing it automatically you don't have to think about it as much we take you off of tracking food so now you're not tracking food you're just eating the foods you normally eat because it's habitual at this point and you're doing the workouts and you're getting stronger and you know it's just all good and smooth sailing from there you just got to get past that initial beginner phase which is different a different length of time for everybody so another uh part of the whole scale conversation that needs to be talked about is actually understanding why the scale fluctuates and having and developing uh, maybe not just having but just constantly working on having an okay relationship with that number now it doesn't need to be perfect uh you don't have to pretend that you can step on the scale with no emotion it's just learning how to understand those emotions and more importantly understand why the scale fluctuates so you can actually talk yourself through it and be like okay why am i freaking out about this and blah blah blah. so first off uh, the scale fluctuates due to any number of things it can be caused by the amount of sleep you get uh, by the workout you did the day before how much water you drank how much sodium you ate and it's not like any of those things are bad, right? It's not because it, we're understanding that the scale going up or down on a day-to-day or even week-to-week is not a measure of body fat. So that's a super important part to remember. You have just been told over and over again, you've convinced yourself that the scale is measuring your body fat. So when the scale goes up, you think I'm gaining fat. When the scale goes down, you think I'm losing fat. And it's not that simple. That would assume that everything on your body is fat right that that maybe we feel like that about ourselves sometimes but that's not factual we have bones organs blood water muscle uh even things like skin and hair like these things all have weight to them right so it's illogical to think that every time we step on the scale even when we're trying to lose weight, that the scale is just automatically going to go down every single week. It doesn't make any sense. Your body fat only makes up a small percentage of your body weight. Think about that realistically. Even if you're someone who is uh, 30% body fat, that means 70% of your body is not fat. So you still is is the, the vast majority. So even if you were someone who, who was a, had a high body fat, it still is not the majority of your weight so when you're losing or gaining weight it's not always a measure of your body fat and i repeat that like so many times because it's super important you have to understand that it doesn't make any fucking sense to think that if you lose or gain weight it strictly means fat gain or fat loss it's completely illogical you've just convinced yourself and associated the scale with a measure of body fat and it just doesn't fucking work that way that being said too the scale doesn't lie so quote unquote lie i've seen people say that like oh the scale just tells lies sometimes like no it doesn't that's what you fucking weigh but you're just a so you're just having a a negative reaction to it it just emotionally you just can't handle the number because you're only associating it with body fat but if the you step on the scale and it says 182 that's what you weigh it's not lying to you you just have to have a healthy relationship with the fucking number and stop freaking out about it um, it's the same thing with like, you know, if you invest in the stock market, like it fluctuates and like right now the market's down, right? But if you look at that and gauge your self-worth off of the market fluctuations, you're going to go crazy. If every day you looked at the, looked at or 
don't know if you guys use Robinhood, but it's like an app where you can buy stocks. If you looked at that app every day and every time it fluctuated down, you had a mental fucking breakdown, you drive yourself crazy. And that's essentially what you're doing with your body weight. And I'd say for 90% of people, they get more freaked out about body weight than they do about finances. So uh, the emotion is tenfold because you see that number on the scale. And then next thing you know, you're like noticing things about yourself in the mirror that aren't even there. Uh, you're just like nitpicking at yourself because you saw the scale fluctuate up. So the scale is not a measure of uh, strictly body fat and also doesn't lie. That's what you weigh. You just got to stop associating so much self-worth about that number. I know it's easier said than done, but again, if you were to eat, if you were to step on, I would say this to my clients, like um, let's say you were to hold three tacos in one hand uh, and uh, you know two donuts in the other hand, right? You're holding them physically in your hands. You step on the scale. The scale would be, up because you're holding this food in your hands so somehow people think that when they put that food in their stomach that it shouldn't then uh cause more weight the food just went from sitting in your hands to sitting in your stomach now whether that's tacos and donuts or grilled chicken and rice it still has weight to it so if you put food into your stomach uh it might cause the scale to fluctuate up based on how long it takes that food to digest and excrete from your body now when we are training correctly and we're trying to support lean muscle uh, and we train our metabolism to do so what happens is your body uses food and protein uh, and gets that to the muscles to help rebuild muscle tissue and, and support lean muscle so it might cause the scale to fluctuate along the way and that's why we have to not be so obsessed with that number because if you are eating enough protein and eating enough food you know, uh, on a regular basis to support a metabolism, even if you're in a calorie deficit, you're still consuming a higher volume of food than you were before. It's just that before you were eating very calorie dense foods. So for example, if you were to eat like three donuts uh, uh, throughout the day, it's more calories than say, you know, three meals of a lean protein and a produce. But the lean protein and produce, there's more food on the plate. It just has less calories, but still takes up more room in your stomach. So if you're used to eating donuts every day, the scale might not fluctuate as much because you're not putting as much uh, food into your belly, but it's still more calories. Uh, whereas with healthy food, you're eating a larger volume of it and it keeps you full longer because it takes longer to digest. So creating healthy eating habits can cause the scale to fluctuate because your body's just not used to processing that much food yet. So when you start eating that much more, more food in a healthy way, when you start your weight loss journey, your body's not gonna be able to digest it as fast because your metabolism has been slowed down over the years and years of, of bad behavior. As your metabolism starts to regulate, your body will process the food faster. You won't notice as many fluctuations. You just gotta stick it out and see through that. Also, if you happen to eat a little bit later the night before you do your weigh-in, it can cause the scale to fluctuate up because more food is sitting in your belly. If you're building lean muscle, the scale might fluctuate here and there because your body has to, your body builds the lean muscle first and then feels safe to burn the body fat. So for example, even if you're in a deficit 
and you're training, you're training correctly, your body is going to be in a safe place. So it's going to be like, okay, we're going to use this this food to build lean muscle. So it stays in the system a little bit longer, uh, and then you burn body fat, and that slowly relieves your body over time. So it takes it's a long process. You guys are just expecting so much out of our, out of your body. Your body is going doing so many things every day. Uh, it's dealing with just keeping you alive. If you have metabolic issues, it's it's trying to fix them. Doing a lot of work. Um, so the scale is going to fluctuate along the way because you, sometimes you're holding on to food and water a little longer than maybe you're used to. But it doesn't mean you're getting fatter. If anything, it just means it means you're getting leaner because you're sticking to a very consistent diet. It's just, you know, you're expecting your body to be able to do all this stuff and please your psyche along the way by weighing the exact amount that you want to weigh. Like, really, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's all us just freaking out about these things. Uh, another tip that I give people is when you're – when you're um, along the journey of trying to actively lose weight, I would suggest A, weighing in frequently, and B, taking progress pictures along the way. Uh, these are very, very important. So when you're weighing in daily, we learn to see these fluctuations for what they are. And at first, it's uncomfortable because you're going to have unrealistic expectations. But again, we can take care of that and, and coach you through that. But if you're expecting to lose weight every single day and see the scale go down every single day, again, you're completely working against logic. Uh, and just like everything I just explained to you, you just have unrealistic expectations. We have to set those expectations in line with fucking reality. Um, but if we're weighing in daily, we can see those fluctuations for what they are. We can coach you through them. We can look at your food log and go, oh, well, today or yesterday, it looks like you ate dinner later than normal. That's why the scale fluctuated up this morning. Or we can look at, oh, you did a really heavy um, full body workout yesterday. So that means your body is holding on to nutrients a little longer to recover. So that's why the scale fluctuated. Like, Or there's maybe like some inflammation just from strength training, which is totally normal and healthy. Uh, and that's why it, the scale is fluctuating up. We can learn these things. When we're only weighing in once a week, what happens, just human nature, is people start putting so much suspense on that one weigh-in and all week they're either in the back of their mind or in the front of their mind just thinking about that like okay I'm being so good this week uh, you know I'm, I'm tracking all my stuff and I, I'm doing all my workouts I'm getting all my steps in and they're putting so much suspense so much suspense on this weigh-in and then maybe they even like the night before they're like oh I'm gonna make sure I don't eat at a certain time and I'm gonna kind of restrict my calories a little bit the day before so I, I can really make this weigh-in and they're acting like they're going to like a fucking UFC fight but they step on the scale the next day and happens to be the, the day the scale fluctuated up, um, they have a mental breakdown because they've been they've been putting suspense on it all week. Whereas if we're doing it every day, it just becomes part of our routine and uh, we see it we see it go up, we see it go down, but we ride it out and we pay attention to your monthly trends. Um, also, I would if you are actually being consistent with your weight loss and you want to actually hold yourself accountable, I would highly suggest doing progress pictures at least once a month along the way. Um, same, you know, time of day, same poses, uh, make sure that I would set the camera up, uh, and put it on like a video, uh, take a video of yourself, like going like front facing side and then from the back, uh, and then just screenshot those and have some sort of system of keeping track of that. The reason why I, I say to do this is because you will notice really good, solid body composition changes. Again, obviously if you're being consistent, um, even when the scale isn't going the way you maybe wanted it to go or expected it to go. These progressive pictures are super important because when my clients run into periods of 
negative self-talk or they go through a period where they're like, you know, feel like the scale's not moving as fast as they want, we can always point to the progress patients and go, look, like you see the waist is getting smaller. You see the shoulders are, are getting smaller. There's less fat around the arms. There's less fat around the thighs. Like we're seeing these changes happening. Uh, but if their only system of progress measurement we have is the scale, then we're just going to drive ourselves crazy. It's good to have those other systems in place to uh, give us black and white results. Are we seeing changes or are we not? And if we're ever not, then we dig into why. Are you being as consistent as you think you are? Are you uh, you know, sticking to the program the way that you should? Are you just being very impatient and maybe your, your expectations are not in line with reality? And we talk about that. Um, but essentially, guys, when it comes to the scale, it's going to fluctuate up. It doesn't lie. It's just what you weigh. I understand that we've had years and years of hard wiring to, to tell us that we we need to be frustrated and, and weigh a certain amount. Um, but it's just it's just holding you back from actually getting results. This all being said, I am not saying that it's bad to lose weight. I'm not saying that you should not try to lose weight. I'm not saying that the scale doesn't matter. Because all the, those things are not true. If you want to get leaner, if you want to um, go from 185 pounds to 155 pounds, like those are all fine and they're achievable and there's nothing wrong with wanting to weigh less. It's just expect understanding why do you want to weigh less and what is the actual goal. For most people, the actual goal that they're trying to achieve is more toned body, smaller waist, better fitting clothes, uh, maybe there's certain areas they want, you know, to to look better in a, in a dress or in, in certain clothes. Maybe they uh, want their spouse to look at them in a certain way. Maybe they want to look a certain way in pictures. Uh, they want to feel better. They want to look younger. They want to whatever. It's all physical. They're usually all physical goals, like in the sense of I want to look this way. I want to feel this way. Um, and it doesn't actually have anything to do with the body weight. So if you are seeing progress in all of these other areas, getting upset over the scale is literally just holding you back from achieving your ultimate goal. Because if your ultimate goal is to have this uh, you know, kick-ass body or to feel your best or to look the way you did when you were 30 or whatever it is, um, that is not associated directly with a certain weight. So you have to start measuring progress with other markers like progress pictures, like how your clothes fit, like how consistent you're being before you start obsessing about the number. Because the the overarching like goal here is to create lifestyle habits that you can maintain. It's not sustainable or maintainable for you to be obsessing about the scale all the time. And also what you'll find is your goal body weight, your ultimate goal body weight is probably five or 10 pounds less than it should be. So what you think you should weigh is probably less than what you actually should weigh to have the body that you want. Your goal body is probably five to 10 or even 15 pounds sometimes heavier than what you think your goal body weight is. Uh, I hope that makes sense because for a lot of people, they don't realize they have to put on lean muscle along the way. So they might think in their mind, oh, I need to weigh you know 125, 125, 125, 125, and they get to like 140 and they're like getting mad that they're not still losing weight, but they don't realize that 140, they look 125. They're just they're just so obsessed with this number. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, they might they they might say, oh, I, they might be in the you know 
220 to 250 pound range and they're like, oh my God, I want to get down to 150. They might get down to 175 and feel amazing, look amazing, you know, be performing at their best. And, you know, instead of obsessing over those last few pounds and spending the rest of your life yo-yo dying trying to lose them, if you just lean into the process of getting stronger and being very consistent with your diet, what you'll notice is you'll just continue to lose body fat. And you may that, you know, that first, let's say 50 pounds, you might have lost in a year, but it maybe it'll maybe it'll take you two or three years to f- lose the other 20 because you're actually maintaining a healthy body composition. You're actually uh, doing sustainable habits. You've actually been consistent. So your body's more used to it at this point. And if we can wrap our head around the fact that when your body sets into a good, healthy routine, uh, it becomes your normal, that the scale's just not gonna drop as fast for people who are in the advanced category, meaning they've stuck to this shit for you know, two, three, four, five years. And I don't mean you know, lifting the same 15 pound dumbbells for the last 20 years. I mean, people are actually progressing and actually being consistent with their protein and their calories. Even if you're super, super consistent for a super long time, the longer you're consistent with it, the better you feel, the easier it gets, but the slower the results happen because it becomes your body's new normal. Uh, So I hope all this made sense. Hope it gave you some stuff to think about, about reframing your mind around the scale. Um, If for any reason, this is just sound like gibberish and it made no sense, uh, please let me know so I can get better at communicating this information to you. But if you feel like it was very valuable, or you feel like it could help someone else, or it really resonated with you, just please share it because I think it's very important information for people to hear and for people to kind of start thinking about and reframing their mindset around, um, or else they're going to be perpetually forever trying to lose weight and never losing it if they can't fix these little mindset barriers that uh, we put up for ourselves. But anyway, I hope you have a great day, and thanks again for listening.